Hello and welcome to the Five Song Mixtape. We discuss a new mix each and every week. My name's Michael. My name is Napoleon Bonerfort. <laughs> and I'm worried Devin might do something to me because I'm in a V-neck and basketball shorts blue strip. Oh, I'm attracted to it. Ooh, that actually plays right into what I was going to ask you, RJ. I'm worried. Kind of worried. All right. He was, he was sexing me the whole time I got in here. Answer this truthfully, okay? Yes. Okay. This this is a two this is this is a question that will go into another question, okay? Okay. Now That's my favorite kind of question. Do you consider Devin uh, a sneaky man? Oh, I thought you were gonna say attractive. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. He's sneaky sometimes. Oh, sometimes he's sneaky. Yes. Wait, am I like no, like, hold on. Uh, I'm talking to RJ right now. Sorry. Yeah, I'm RJ Alpha. <laughs> I was going to say, am I like Solid Snake Sneaky or like Swiper the Fox from Door the Explorer Sneaky? Just tricking Hispanic children. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I do have a history of that. <laughs> but I also like smoking cigarettes and hiding in cardboard boxes. So Now, RJ, yes. how long do you think uh, Devin could follow you without you noticing? Oh, oh this is easy. It's probably forever. <laughs> Yeah. Forever? No, like I could be in my car falling asleep and he'd be like staring at me through my window. And but I would you wouldn't know. No. Yeah. So, so a slightly sneaky 30 something redhead, yeah. you would any, not notice for any the rest of your life. Other if he was person, <laughs> like any normal person, would be like, why are you following me? Me, I'd be like two weeks. I'm like, you've been following me? <laughs> no, I could follow anybody for a long time. <laughs> I could gather intel. I'd make a great private investor. All right, tell, follow me tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow. Fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. You know what? I will follow you so good that I'll be at your location before you're at your location. I'm like, I need sourdough. You're like, got it. Yeah. And I'll be like, that's a new voice, but we hired so many have a new darker people. darker mustache. <laughs> yeah. No, I could follow the fuck out of anybody. Just literally shave all your hair and you're like, Bro, I'm going to go vape real quick. And I'm if like, I, oh, we hired an 18-year-old. That's cool. <laughs> if I had the time and lived there again, RJ, I would see how long I could follow you. Because oh, yeah. I, I think it could be for a while. No, it would be a long time. Well, it would just be from work to home. <laughs> yeah. I sometimes go out to take photos, but it, it's very, yeah. very rare. Do you think you could hide in his backseat and he wouldn't? Yes. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I, have, I, I, I have clutter. Clutter and the windows are tinted. So you could just sit back there and just be like, I am a sweatshirt mm-hmm. you left back here. You could probably put on a sweatshirt I have back there from like last winter and you could be like, I'm in my winter. Yeah, like literally, yep. I have jackets from last winter and, and like because you're the objects in your car talk to you often. Um, he talks to them. <laughs> it's the mushrooms that I got at church. Did you talk to that V-neck before you put it on today? Yeah. What's up with this? What, tell, me, tell me what's, what's going on here. I put on a first shirt and I felt fat in it, so I put on this one because it wasn't as restricting. But where'd you get this V-neck? Oh, my mom got it for me. All right. All right. That makes sense. But it looks like it's dirty because it has little specks. So I kept on going uh, like this. Yeah, like, it's got the linty charcoal. Like, oh, yeah. So uh, I was like, damn it. I thought it was dirty. Yeah. So that's why I put it on because it was yeah. clean. Well, yeah, the top half looks nice. <laughs> I was thinking about Devin possibly raping you this week, mostly because of I was thinking about like I noticed the rape this but week or next else, week. I wouldn't. I don't know if you'd notice the rape. I mean, he could come on you, and that's rape. That's assault. Is that rape? I think it's assault. Assault. That's a little different. <laughs> I mean, it's something I did not accept. I mean, if you come in his cheeks, is that rape? Which cheeks? <sighs> It's true. It's a, it's a good question. Upper cheeks, that's rape. Bottom cheeks, not rape. Not rape. I was thinking about this because, like, 
if you're out and about and you have like uh, your headphones in, um, when you go to a public restroom, do you take them out or do you pause what you're listening to? Yes. Yeah, me too. I was raised by a Vietnam veteran though, <laughs> so like, see, that's what I thought about yeah. RJ. And I was like, I bet RJ just like walks into a bathroom with his headphones still in <laughs> at a stall yeah. where well, I could come up behind you at any moment. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> I am weird because I just don't like being scared. So I have oh. one. I have one headphone. In. Oh. Um, mm. When I go to the store, I only have one in. So, or, or I just like literally turn the volume so low I can hear people talking. But do you take account of the people that are in the room when no, you enter I don't a room? Do that. You don't have a mental checklist when you walk into a room. No. I do. I'm like yeah. fucking Jason Bourne. Yeah, I'm watching. It's a disease. Everyone. You know who I think would be entertaining to follow? Because <laughs> I'm like, it'd be easy to like follow me because I don't pay attention. This Give me my ni- assignment. This 19 year old woman I just yeah. met. <laughs> yeah. But I think what would be entertaining is to follow Dustin because I feel like Dustin would be like, oh yeah, I would totally notice because I'm on top of everything. But then he's like, yeah, we've been following you for two weeks. He's like, no, you haven't. No, we have. We here's your whole. Dustin also wants someone to follow him. We'll see. Yeah. I mean? we'll see. Yeah. Yes. But the thing is, it's he like, would be looking out and be like, "Is somebody following me?" <laughs> yeah. No, but, not today. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. I feel like he would look for it because he would be excited about it. But when he realizes that somebody's actually following him that he didn't know, he'd be like, "Whoa, I was followed." Versus like, mm, yeah, it would be more of an entertaining thing. Versus, you know, I have no clue what <laughs> I, I could think- be like followed by seven people right now and I don't even know it. Dustin's the kind of guy that thinks daily about taking out an active shooter. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like Running mental drills. And then yeah. give him CPR because he's certified. He walks yeah. into a grocery store just being like, I, I, there's going to be an active shooter here. I'm going to take <sighs> him out. You don't know how often I think about that. <laughs> I don't have a gun on me, but that makes it even better for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I take him out. Fuck yeah, take him out. When I heard about the Uvalde shooting, I was like, man, if I was in there, and I pulled a Mark Wahlberg. Like, if I was, if I was a second grader, I would have been all over that shooter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, RJ, it sounds like you're you're uh, better than I thought when you'd walk up to a urinal in a bathroom. No, he'll get raped in the bathroom. Yeah, I'm still getting raped without consent. That's how he dies. I know it. I've read the tarot cards. RJ, have you ever showered in a public shower? Uh, I think we did it in like elementary school. We did elementary school. school. Who's we did? What? High school. Well, yeah. Me and my teacher did it in elementary school. Two years ago, I went and just showered there, and I was like, oh, they got a shower here. Cool. It's only like to my stomach, but that's fine. Because they're tiny. They got dick showers. Naked on the playground with a hose. (laughs) Showered at my elementary school today. It's way far out of my way, but it sounded like fun. And it was hot outside. Uh Yeah, I think in high school, there was that. I don't know where else I would have been in a public shower. Uh, I did it at the gym. Yeah, I've done it. And at high school. But really only once at each place. Mm -hmm. Like, I had six-period gym at the high school. So the last period of the day, oh, we did for the most part, college. Yeah, I had a college. Yeah, college. They, they had what? a uh, Where'd you a go workout. College. A workout class. <laughs> Yale. <laughs> Avi. Yeah, they had a little workout thing, and then they had a little oh yeah, afterwards. I forgot you were on the rowing team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then he I showered the afterwards. He was the coxman. <laughs> <laughs> I still have my badge. Uh, uh, stolen Valor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because that Yale badge was not, it was not given out until 2017. 
Yeah, it's been a while since I've showered in a public bathroom. My yeah. uncle has a great story about one time when we were camping, and he went to go shower at one of the uh, public showers there at the camping place. Yeah, and uh, this he this guy was watching him through the crack of the shower <laughs> curtain. And he's like, what the fuck? Oh. <laughs> and then the guy ran out of there. Because oh. my uncle, he's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's a really big guy. <laughs> yeah. They're like, he's big. So I'm curious. <laughs> the more to look at. Yeah. <laughs> more to gander upon. <laughs> yeah, my cousin, his son, also pissed all over him that night, too. It was pretty great. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> like, <laughs> while on accident? No, while sleeping in the tent. On purpose? Uh, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> that's not for me to say. Okay, <laughs> don't want to put words in his mouth. Uh, yeah, you know? <laughs> I was just wondering if it's like sleepwalking or if it's like I'm fucking pissed Sleep at you. Literally. <laughs> Either way, that. if RJ develops sleep pissing, <laughs> yeah, bust through your door and starts yeah. pissing on you. What would yeah. you do? What would you do? And start punching his dick. <laughs> You think you'd find it in the dark with yeah. your glasses off? Yeah. No, he's pretty blind with that. Yeah. No, I've, I've held up four, aware. and I'm like, how many numbers? Then he's like, two. I'm like, no. Yeah, but I could see one. <laughs> I'd find it. No, he he does, like, calculations. He's like, one hand, so at least five. And I'm like, oh, he's got a point. Yeah. 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 I love numbers. <laughs> and punching dicks. Yeah. I forgot you are the count. I have to count. Yes. <laughs> one one punch dick. I love Two. to count. 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 Uh, yeah, I'd punch you straight in the dick. So don't even try it. I'm locking my door now. <laughs> I can pick locks. I have a lock pick. You can't pick locks. You have a lock pick kit, but you can't pick locks. It's funny. It's like I can't pick locks, but we just have the key that opens up these doors really quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's not picking it's a, lock. It's a basic. Um, well, I'm hiding it. Um, I know where it is. Do you know where it is? Yeah, I know where it is. It's secret. It's right above the fucking door. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I would love to see RJ sit there trying to pick your lock for yeah. like three hours. I'm going <laughs> to piss on him. He's just falling asleep against the door. And I'm just so, on the other side ready to front kick him right. in the face. So, <laughs> I, I live in a world where everybody falls asleep on time. We live no in the ha- same world, RJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that yeah. No one has trouble going to sleep sometimes. And I realize that sometimes I'll be like, I could be like, I can go to bed right now and lay down. I'll be out. But then, like, I realized Devin would be like, you know, it's two in the morning and I still haven't fallen asleep. So I'm sitting here trying to pick his lock and he's in bed. No. And Devin's all like, what the fuck is he doing on my door? <laughs> he's rocking back and forth in a fetal position. Like, I need to sleep. I need to go to sleep. Sleep is good for the brain. Heal my brain. You hear your door open up and I just, like, walk in there. You hear this zip. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just starts swinging. I've been waiting for you. God, that's the scariest thing ever. Like, imagine trying to to scare Devin at night, RJ. Like, try to pull yeah. a prank of scaring Devin at night. Mm. <laughs> no, it, it, it would be kind of easy because he does fall asleep on the couch. I don't sometimes. think it'd be easy once he wakes up. Nope, <laughs> that'd be very no. hard once he wakes oh, up. Oh yeah. So, well, okay, okay, oh, okay. Matt's just thinking about in it. his defense. Like, he falls asleep on the couch a lot. And I could just be like, like buy him and just be like, hey, and then scare him. But he does have a nice little defense. A nasty uppercut? No. If you walk <laughs> up nice anywhere near yeah. Devin and his dog is by him and he's like, oh, yeah. And I'd be like, hey, 
wake up. Your food's here. Yeah. Buddy's like, what the fuck are you saying he to him? And he'll jump up in my face. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, buddy, I'm just trying to tell him his food's here. Calm yeah. the fuck down. <laughs> if you fuck with my dog, that wakes me up. <laughs> and then you just kind of like, what's going on? And Buddy's like, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. He knows. He knows to protect me. He stays awake all night just to protect me. And then he sleeps during the day. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. He's like, man, it's so hard. One time, to, support dog. one time to fuck with our cousins, uh, we hit a walkie-talkie in his room. Oh. Uh, it was a pretty good where we hit it, and we were just making really creepy noises while he was sleeping. <laughs> and then he woke up, <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck is happening? And then eventually, he found us. He was just like, I got to get out of this room. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Yeah. Uh, walkie-talkies. Now I got an idea. Uh, <laughs> just gotta answer RJ's cell phone. <laughs> well, no. First, you gotta wake RJ up to scare him. <laughs> you see, he goes to sleep so easily, but he'll wake up with, from oh, anything. I'm, I'm, I'm such a yeah. Even, I breathe even at night, differently. even at three o'clock in the morning. The well, I toss, hour? I toss and turn all the time. Mm. No, but uh, once you're once you're in it, once you hit that REM cycle, I think it's okay. My life is like all once right, the engines like revved up real good, he's and the snoring's up, going, and the snoring, it's like ooh, that was a little loud. Uh, he's awake again. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you can go into a deep a deep trance. How many times have I almost died? <laughs> many times in this past month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's been watching. So yeah, <laughs> I have no choice. He sits on the fucking recliner and just goes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 I'm a survivor, right? <laughs> That's what I am, right? I think you need to be torqued. I think you have a demon in your chest. Yeah, RJ starts telling people he's a 9-11 survivor. Yeah. <laughs> I almost died that day. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Took a nap right when the towers fell. Man, I was in the wrong position. You're going to wake up and from... I'm, I'm just going to hear you scream snoring sometime. And I'm going to walk up to you and go, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and you're just going to wake up to that and not know what to think. <laughs> I'm trying to exercise your demons. Trust me. It'll work, RJ. <laughs> it's good for you. <laughs> You'll see. Yeah, one time we uh, drugged one of my cousins with Benadryl so we can fuck with him. At <sighs> too. So yeah. we, yeah, you could probably drug RJ pretty easily, too. Yeah, crush up some Benadryl, put in some brownies. They're like, ooh, brownies. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's true. I would eat them. <laughs> like Homer Simpson with sweets. Like, ooh, donuts. <laughs> yeah, Devin's like, I got a accidental like shipment of oh donuts. And he's like, I don't want any. I had like one. And he's like, you can have them. I'm like, it's already gone. I ate all these extra donuts. I don't like how you said shipment, but yeah. it was a lot of donuts. So yeah, just I, even think yeah. about that sentence. Yeah. Devin came home with an accidental <laughs> shipment of donuts. Yeah. Nah, I, I got what I'm saying. I'm covered. A certain it's amount of donuts guys, shipped so. to him. Yes. A semi-truck full of Entenmann's. Like, sorry you can't park your car in the garage. It's full of Entenmann's donuts. He's they got, accidentally got Yo, shipped here. This donut is a pallet off jack. the back of a truck. Yeah. They needed a pallet yeah. jack for these donuts. Uh, make me sound like I'm in the mob. Yeah. yeah what, do you, what, what do you want? They fell off the back of a truck. Yeah, there was that many. It basically almost filled up like the microwave. No, I ordered one cinnamon roll from DoorDash, and they sent me like six donuts and two dozen donut holes. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool, but I really wanted that cine roll. <laughs> I did not get it. And somebody, whoever they mixed up my order with, somebody ordered a plain donut. <laughs> Like, it was a bagel. 
a, a plain donut. Like, just no sugar, no frosting. Nope. Oh, interesting. How pissed? I would have mind just, that. I think you would if you had it. Nah. Just, it's yeah. tasteless just bread. It's not it sweet. Milk. It's not sweet. You could have dunked it in milk. You could have dunked it in milk, or but you, water. Could, you could dunk white bread in milk, and it would have been the same thing, or maybe How even better. I would never dunk a donut in water, RJ. Piece of I don't know. Shit. I've heard. I've yeah. heard your uh, your portfolio. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you heard my portfolio. <laughs> yeah, <I heard> <laughs> you have a way with words, my friend. He's got binders full of donuts. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you my portfolio. Yeah, my <laughs> snacks work that I've I dip into for. things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So this is me and some Cheez-Its. This is in me water. and some yeah. Szechuan sauce. Oh, yeah. Damn. What, what you been snacking on lately? What's your snack of choice? I found out that Sweet Baby Ray's has a delicious dipping sauce. Oh, really? And I couldn't find a purpose for it, but then I started dipping raw broccoli in it. And Maron. Oh, fuck. I forgot to try that. So good. I bought a, a, a nice large size at the grocery store of Polynesian Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh, yeah. I've been just munching on chicken with that. Polynesian's my favorite one there. Yeah. Their Chick-fil-A sauce is awesome, too, but Polynesian's the way to go. Damn. All right. Let's actually talk about this mix, RJ, because I'm excited to hear what you have to say, RJ. Yeah. 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 Um, All right. So this is episode 108 of the podcast. Uh, This is my mix, simply titled Country and Western Darlings. What's um, the alternate title again? <laughs> uh, country Poon Twang. <laughs> yes. That country Poon Twang. Country Poon Twang. Country Poon Twang. Oh, I love Much it. better title. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Country and Western, it's an interesting, uh, since I watched, uh, I still have a little bit left in that 16-hour Ken Burns documentary yeah. on country music. Um, it is funny that uh, country music was referred to as hillbilly music up until, I think, the late 40s, early 50s. Oh, uh, so it there was there was hillbilly music, and there was um, um, fuck, why can't I think of the word? Uh, bluegrass? No, for no bluegrass wasn't even a term yet. Uh-huh. Um, uh, fuck for blues, what blues was called? Um, God well, damn, it, probably can't say it. No, you no, it's a fine <laughs> word that they okay. used. It wasn't that bad. Okay. Um. God damn it, I can't think of the word that they use. Anyways. Oh, I can think of a phrase, but I can't say it. But <laughs> but basically at the same time, they decided to because the, the term hillbilly was referred to like one one group uh that was like during an interview, I think like in the twenties or the thirties, and they were like, Oh, I don't know, we're just a couple of hillbillies and they're like, This is hillbilly music and this is what it was known as for a while. Oh, but when they Appalachians? came up, but I don't, I don't even know if they were from Appalachia. Um, they might have been from, yeah, it might have been, I don't know. But, um, yeah, even the term country and western, uh, that was the first, like, main, after hillbilly music, they were like, oh, no, it's called country and western. Uh, it was the same time that they came up with the term rhythm and blues, which is funny. Like, they oh. came up with rhythm and blues as, like, instead of using this one phrase for that type of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, for country and western was the the phrase that they decided was going to be this type of music interesting and it's also super C&W yeah it's also super interesting the whole history of country music is fascinating with the with uh, the technology of radio is basically why radio technology took off at the same time as country music but anyways yeah. but what's also super interesting is uh, 
at the same time they were like they developed this term country and western they had chet atkins was becoming like kind of a famous guitar player at the time and i love chet jazz atkins. guitarist well that's what's interesting because yeah. like chet atkins has like Django reinhardt is like one of his favorite guitar players mm. and so he was like a jazz guitar player who uh when the grand Ole opry was like kind of like established as what it was they didn't really want him coming there because of how good of a guitar player he was. Chet uh, or yeah. Django? Chet. Okay. Uh, because they're like, he knows more than any of us <laughs> because he studied a lot of jazz music. And what's crazy, like when you look at Chet Atkins style, it's like country and Western was made as like a term, mm-hmm. but then like his specific style of guitar playing is like jazz infused country music, which is then he makes, he basically defines rockabilly as yeah. like a form of country music right when this term was made for country and western. It's just weird how like that happened right at the same time. His guitar yeah. playing so is interesting for the time too. It's yeah, it's jazz and two four. I've never realized that before. Yeah. Like Enter Sandman, like boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. Yeah. Huh. Such a is like when he talks about I'd never understood it until I was watching watching the documentary because his style of guitar playing, I've always understood it as being called chicken picking. That's what like yeah. it's it's referred to because you use a thumb pick and you use your fingers, and it's yeah. like just being like, oh, it derives from jazz. I'm just like, oh, well, fuck, yes, yeah. of course yeah. it does. Makes <laughs> like, sense. This yeah. isn't just some fucking uh, hillbilly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just making his own finger picking. No, yeah, <laughs> like it comes from jazz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I always uh, kind of assumed that it was like a banjo related thing, but it's like it's not. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. I I wonder if it does. I wonder if there is some crossover there though with the banjo. Oh, there is for sure. Yeah, because the the banjo, the banjo and the fiddle were the first main instruments for what would become country music, yeah. and then the guitar became a thing once they were able to shorten the body and and do the things that they did to it. Yeah. And then the, Not the damn Cheryl Crow guitar. Yeah. <laughs> that bitch play too big of a guitar. Yeah. Cause like when they first started playing guitar, they were just playing it like they were playing a banjo and they're like, no, 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 we could do like a bass and a guitar. Yeah. yeah we could separate them. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, thinking about music before amplification too. So, so interesting. Yeah. Because it was all live. Yeah. It was just like, that's what the radio stuff is super interesting because the government had to give grants uh, to, it's one of the reasons why the Grand Ole Opry became as famous as it was. And one of the reasons why they, they were able to build this giant antenna in uh, Southern Texas because of uh, one of the Carters uh, went down there and were living down there. Uh, And so they had these like the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville had a giant antenna. I think Chicago had a giant antenna. And then there's one in Texas and they had to like get these government grants to be able to do it. And it was the only way that like music got anywhere was like live performers coming up on stage and coming to the radio place to play live music. You know, so cool. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. There's uh, the electrification of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I've been uh, as as I would like to say, RJ, knuckles deep in country and western music. <laughs> You've been balls deep. <laughs> Ooh, maybe elbow deep in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, a little bit. So how how I got here, RJ, is that 
I thought I had an understanding of what I enjoy. And it turns out I am wrong. And I've uh, clearly uh, figured out many times on this podcast what I am wrong about. Mm. So I've always had like a firm grasp of like the enjoyment of older country music. Mm -hmm. And anything that's more modern, I like folk music, which there's a distinct difference between country and Western and folk music. And it's funny because they talk about in that documentary about Woody Guthrie and like Woody Guthrie is like known as like a folk musician. But if you like actually pay attention to him, he's more of a country musician. And so like there's like defining lines of like this genre between country music and folk music. He's a famous communist, too, wasn't he? Yeah, I guess. Or Arlo Guthrie? Uh, One of the Guthries. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of. Okay. Like, he wasn't, like, as – he was political, and so yeah. he got deemed a lot of things. Yeah. Um, But, like, I always, like, knew that I enjoyed folk music, right? And then back in 2014, 2015 or whatever, I found got into Sturgill, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. like, this is what I really enjoy, which is, like, a guy who has, like, a firm grasp in country music but does his own shit, right? Yeah. And then since doing the podcast and with Devin, like Devin's inter- it really got me into like Americana. So I was like, okay. So I like Brandy Carlisle. Like a Brandy Carlisle is a country musician, but she's she does things in a way that puts her into Americana, which mm-hmm. is like it's not straight up country. She always puts her own little flavor onto it. It doesn't even mean it, like even the Highway Women or whatever. Like, like even though that's pretty country, it's still Americana because they're still deciding to make a decision instead of going this way to country music, they just go the other way, mm-hmm. and then they make it Americana all of a sudden. And so I was like, okay, so like I really like folk music, and I like Americana, and I and something happened with my understanding of country music with Orville, where I was like, okay, so musically. I can enjoy it as a pop song, but if someone has a, a defining voice and something interesting to say that like makes me feel something, I think I can enjoy anything. Like Devin's mentioned this before on the podcast that like make me feel something and I'll enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought I, I thought I was like into folk and Americana. It turns out that I am just a really big country fan, RJ. (laughs) 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 And, or- Orville opened up something that, like, even, like, getting into Zach Bryan, like, even him is, like, Americana. It's, like, he's doing things a little bit different. It's not full-blown country. Like, yeah, it's, it's not, it's like... stripped-down country exactly. or something. Yeah, like, he's he's adding his own flavor to it. He's doing his own thing. Like, bringing in other genres to it, mm-hmm. you know, whereas... Chris Stapleton kind of walks that line for mm-hmm. me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I've listened to every now and then, like, I've listened to Brad Paisley, you know, like, he's a country musician, right? For some reason, I've never, like, taken the time up until the last, like, three weeks or a month now to, like, get into country music and specifically, like, female-centered country music. Yeah. Which I would argue I haven't, like, I've listened to some male country artists that I enjoy, uh and like even that like 20 that like 2017 like Tyler Childers album uh it's like it's a great album he sounds great on it there's still like there's there's some i still haven't found like a mainstream cuz that album sounds like pretty country that yeah. Tyler Childers does um other than Sturgill and obviously Oroville like i haven't found like a group of dudes that like i can really like connect with that mm-hmm. is that's like straight up country 
Yep. That's like not like Americana, not like like that one dude that um you showed us that's really good who passed away from fentanyl. Justin um, Towns Earl. Yeah, like he's yeah. fucking great, but he's not like he's nice. not straight up country. Yep. Yeah. But I was able to find a shit ton of women that I like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of like surprised because yeah. the further that I got into it, the more I was just like, I like it all. Like I've listened to the new like Miranda Lambert album. Uh, like, and I, like Casey I've, Musgraves. I have listened to Casey Musgraves stuff. Yeah. Like I've listened to all of it, and I know I like just straight up country because when I because like I respect and there's songs from her first album for Margot Price that I like. Mm-hmm. Her most recent album, she goes into the psychedelic like more Fleetwood Mac sounding stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm just like I'm not. I'm not that interested in it. Like just it's hard me, to pull off. Yeah, just give me yeah. a straight up country song. Yeah. And I'm pretty I'm a happy boy. Arthur. Yeah. I'm a happy I'm a happy boy. Happy boy. But just some straight up country. Now there's like some finer tuned things in straight up country, which I tried to do in this mix of being like, okay, so I like country and western. Sure, there's like some minor differences between them that I think that there's distinct differences in these songs, but they all fall under that umbrella. Like even bluegrass, like when they talked about, and it's the only, the only reason is because of watching that Ken Burns documentary and understanding the history of like how bluegrass developed in country and Western. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's all like, even bluegrass is country and Western. Like it's like, it's all Americana's not folks, not, but bluegrass is firmly in country and western because yeah. the mandolin and the banjo and the time signatures that they've used have always been there. Yeah, like there's I forgot there's like this one guitar or one uh, mandolin player that he was like the first guy and he was like relatively young. Um, I forgot what what group he was in because they're a bunch of it's, uh, Johnny Mandolin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he was like the first guy to be like oh no, no, like. Like, I'm a vers- virtuoso with the mandolin, which yeah. basically, like, set up this whole mandolin-style guitar playing, or uh, mandolin playing, uh, before even, like, bluegrass was, like, a real genre yet. It was yeah. just, like, this is this is just part of country and western music. Anyways, RJ. I'm just talking to RJ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Devin's been eavesdropping this whole Sorry. time. Just I've been listening. No, like, I just, I really enjoy country music and, like, it's not even most of these people that are on this mix. They don't even have like really a Wikipedia page because it's just like, it's authentic country musicians doing their thing. And they're not even all from the South. All these people like we'll get to one. She's from like fucking Rhode Island or something. And it's just like, that's where it's funny when you look at country music and before the term hillbilly became like a, a term for the style of music, that was like a gimmick. Meaning that, like, a lot of these country musicians, like, dressed really nicely. And it became infused within country music to put on a gimmick, which is to, like, pretend like you're an idiot. It's all oh. part of that because of, um, of uh, 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 basically the beginning of a lot of music in general, but specifically country music. Uh, uh, there was a big sense of comedy and performance inside of it. Yeah, and so when the the term hillbilly became a thing, like they show these guys who are like completely not farmers, like like some of them are from New York, 
like they're from the north new they, york city yeah and then they just like they just like put on the fucking overalls and they black out their teeth and they like part their hair weird and like they're hillbillies they're doing, playing country music they're doing black teeth yeah that's <laughs> offensive to hillbillies not in this not in 2022 they ain't <laughs> yeah but it's all part of like this like showmanship of like comedy like there's this one lady i forgot her name but she she's super fucking funny for back then because she would just like have her guitar and kind of sing, but also just like make jokes and make fun of people, you know. <laughs> um, which she was doing at like the Grand Ole Opry, so like it was just like live performances where it's like you have like a shtick behind you, you know. It, it's almost it's performative in the way where your personality almost outshines your talent. Mm, yeah, exactly. Like so, like Bo Burnham is a stand-up comedian, yeah, but also a very talented musician and songwriter, yeah. Like, that fucking special that he did was incredible. Mm-hmm. And also, like, a great filmmaker on top of that. But it's kind of like, that. he's like the modern equivalent of that. It's almost vaudevillian. Yeah, vaudeville was, like, the big thing back then. Yeah. So, like, it, it's it's all infused into it. It's interesting. I never thought of country that way. And when you th- think about the evolution of country and, like, the Dolly Partons, and mm-hmm. then even going into the Garth Brooks of it, like, they were more performative and, like... Dolly Parton was known for her personal image more than her music. Yeah. You well, know? it's funny because, like, even, like, the nudie suits, right? Like, you've got these there, – yeah. there's a, a a family of musicians that are from Northern California. Like, they're from, like, not El Dorado County exactly, but they're from Central Valley, Sacramento area. Yeah. Uh, the Sierras. Yeah. And, like, they were the first people because they were, like, uh, the – uh, they were very they were first perform- nation. No, they were, they were, they were very performative and, uh, they saw this suit maker that was down in LA. Who's this fucking Italian guy. And he was making suits for Western movies. Was it that the Gucci? Yeah. <laughs> the house of Gucci man. He was waking, making these Western suits for Hollywood. And they're like, oh, we should just perform in these suits. And so, like, this, the, what became, uh, like, famous for country music is this style of suit is this f- fucking California from this Italian guy who's working in L.A. <laughs> like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, it's funny learning the history of country and Western because, like, so much of it is American because it's not just from white people who are from Appalachia. Well, like, also, <laughs> Ennio Morricone, the, yeah. you know, doing the Spaghetti Western uh, songs. Yeah. Like, that is a definitive sound of, uh, you know, country movies. Yeah, like, especially sound like, of country. Yeah, especially, like, informed outlaw country. Like, yeah. like, sure, Merle was doing his thing down in Bakersfield, but, like, like that helped informed outlaw country. Yeah. Yeah. Which is again Strange. just like Italian dudes, like, yeah. like it's uh, there's nothing about country music that's like not American. Meaning that like it, like the banjo comes from Africa and the fiddle comes from Europe. Like yeah, boom. And America is the melting pot. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like this doesn't happen in the other countries. Yeah, and that's, that's why like in Saudi Arabia they still listen to songs that sound like Saudi Arabian songs from the 1600s. Yeah. You know, they still listen to mariachi in Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's that's always crazy to me when I like when my coworkers like pull up and they're blasting like mariachi music and it sounds like old time shit, but it's still that musical style, that tradition because they don't have the outside influence of other people moving there and fucking with their music. I'm like, no, this is music. It's like every once in a while a pit bull comes out, <laughs> you know, but 
other than that, we got Pitbull and Ricky Martin, and everything else is just mariachi music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a... Um, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, fuck. Oh, don't Jimmy, forget about Enrique. Uh, Jimmy Rogers. Oh, always forget about like, Jimmy Rogers is considered the first, like, nationally famous country music star. Uh, and mm-hmm. he died super young. Um, uh, but he, he was like in the twenties and thirties. I think he died in the thirties. Uh, mm-hmm. but he was like the first huge country musician. And he basically, all of his songs was from him just hanging out in black neighborhoods and in black areas and just being, and basically taking these stories and these people that he met and even time signatures and even like chord progressions that they were playing in these communities, uh, for like blues music. And he was just like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to turn this into country a little bit. And it's like, that's, that's the beginning of country music of being like this white dude, uh, who only, who mostly, because he was like, he, he had a lot of issues, but he mostly hung out with black people and he learned a ton from them and then just applied it to country music. Hmm. Like it's just, it's just fascinating. And like, I don't, it's weird. The stigma that happened with country music later on with yeah. the racism and the, the, needs to the be, rebel flag. Yeah. It needs to be white people. Cause it's never, it's never been like even one of the early, like very first people who were a staple at the Grand Ole Opry was a, a black dude who was, like, one of the best singers during that time. So, yeah, it's just oh. weird. Anyways, RJ. Um, yeah, RJ. So, so I just wanted to explain myself a little bit here, RJ, because I... That was a good, good, you know, you did a good job. Well, yeah. I just, there's there's no reason why I should be a country boy now, but I am. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> all I've been doing is listening to this music. I love listening to it. I have a giant fucking, I think it's 17 hours of a playlist oh. that just has a bunch of the of albums that I like to shuffle through. Some of them are just, you know, straight up bluegrass with no vocals, RJ, which is great. Yeah. The Tyler uh, Childers one. Yeah. Up until the last song. Yeah. No lyrics. And his explanation behind that was very interesting. Some of them are more of like a somber type of country music, but like, I just like country music. You hey, know? Um, all right. So, um, I'm excited to hear you guys' thoughts on all of these things. I basically won't have anything else to say other than I fucking love every one of these songs. Yeah. But uh, all right. So for I'm just going to go ahead and guess here for Devin, um, your favorite song uh, turns out to be number five. Your least favorite, if you had to choose one, would be four. And your favorite artist is three. Um, RJ, you're, I'm going to say your favorite song is three. Your least favorite, if you had to choose one, is two. And your favorite artist or the artist you would like to dive more into is number three, baby. Number three. Mm-hmm. She's three, for two, you, three. RJ. Ooh. She's, three, She's two, not three. for him. <laughs> She's for me. He's still only talking to me. <laughs> Shut up, RJ. He, I'm interjecting you here. She is for this. me. <laughs> my queen. All right. Let's fucking get into this. All right. So first song on here, I started off with Gutted by Bella White. Got a lot of nice country names on this mix, RJ. Mm. Oh, that really makes a song, too, honestly. <laughs> I like Bella White. Yeah. I like the name. Um, off the album Just Like Leaving from 2020. This is the first track on there, four minutes and six seconds. Uh, while traditional bluegrass is usually associated with an American South, uh, the genre has surely found a safe and loving Canadian home in the form of Calgary-born singer-songwriter Bella White. 
uh, armed with a piercing voice, edged with teardrops, White's debut album, Just Like Leaving, rings out as a coming-of-age anthem. Uh, the 22-year-old singer-songwriter and instrumentalist shies away from modern and fussy arrangements and instead brings a traditional style of music into the contemporary moment by personalizing it in her own experiences. I want people my age to hear my music and think actually bluegrass is kind of cool, she says. Uh, throughout Just Like Leaving, White finds her strength in leaving home for the first time with songs of heartbreak and loneliness that demonstrate both an old soul and a young heart. Um, speaking of Canadian country music musicians, watch that uh, Shania Twain documentary on Netflix. Mm. Pretty fantastic because I wondered what happened to her, and they explained what happened to her. Oh, did she, you feel like a woman afterwards? Oh, I always feel like a woman. Bro. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever feel like a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trapped she, in this body. <laughs> uh, she got Lyme's disease in like oh shit 2002 or 2004. And like she hasn't made, she made one record since then. So she had like three. She's the only artist ever to have three diamond albums in a row. Damn. And she is the highest selling female artist ever. Damn. She's Canadian. Yeah, she's Canadian. Wow. And you wouldn't. I. I would. This is. This is going to sound a little weird, audience or anyone who's listening. If you look at a younger Shania, uh, and looking at her, especially when she was hitting in the mid nineties to late nineties, I would never guess this, but she does have, and you can, you can kind of see it now as she's older. She has beautiful titties. Well, she has indigenous, (laughs) she has indigenous blood in her too. Oh really? Yeah. Which I would have never saw that at all when she was younger. You could definitely see it now that she's a little bit older. So she's like, she has indigenous uh, blood. She's from Canada and she's like, one of the most prolific singers of all time which is insane yeah (laughs) yeah anyways rj talk to me about getting into this album turning it on for the first time listening to miss bellwire here um so yeah going into this i don't think i knew anybody um turn this the song and i listened to this mix too many times Hell yeah! Um, <laughs> country boy. Yeah, uh, it's a good mix, brother. Yeehaw. <laughs> I think this is a song, just the, the she has the tone of her voice. I, I absolutely love that. I don't know how to describe it. I just loved it. She has a little like mandolin in there. She has the violin in there. I love when the chorus come in and they, she does the double vocals. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, the lyrics are fantastic. Um no, it's a great song. It was a nice little introduction. Like yet again, I had no clue what I was getting into. Um, I just like the song. It was a great song. Yeah, it's like if I were just to say to RJ, I'd be like, "Hey, listen to this 2020 bluegrass music." Yeah, <laughs> I think that would like turn turn you off a little bit at first. No, no I have nothing against bluegrass. Sure. So, to before. real quick, what is your background with country and Americana and bluegrass in general? Because, like, I know. A little bit about, you know, Kenny Chesney. Like, you you grew up listening to a little bit of that with your mom, right? I listened to 105.1. Yeah, you listened to 105.1 <laughs> a little bit. So, like, pop country. And then we both liked the Brad Paisley album. Then I ventured off into, like, the Americana realm. I don't think you ever cared much about that. So, like, what is your I mean, I never cared about it, it, but it's it's one of those where it's, like, it's not bad music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because uh, right then you play this and I'm like, no, I'm entertained. I enjoy this. I listened to her album and I was like, it's a good album. Um, 
Yeah, it's like it's it's one of those things. It's I'm with you, RJ. It's like I would never have gone out of my way to get into this. You know what okay, I mean? Do you, do yeah. you guys, well, do you guys in the history of just dealing with people? Do you know the people that are like, what kind of music you listen to? Oh, I hate country. And yeah, I was I like, country, everything but country. That was me. Wonderful. Country's wonderful music. And I was like, you throw anything on, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm entertained by it. And I like, I like their stories. I like their their music. Somebody brings a fiddle in, and I'm like, ooh, fiddle in on. The thing is, I understand what they're saying when they say that. Yeah. Because I would, of. I, I would say that all the time, being like, oh, yeah. I like old country. Yeah. As if but then I go, I like Taylor dumbass. Swift. So it's like, oh, yeah. I'm a new country dumb too. Fuck that didn't understand that fucking people <laughs> were still doing this shit. Yes. It, well, and it's a thing too. There's a stigma where if people ask if I like country right now, I kind of either have to look at them or just tell them no because <laughs> I, like, I, I don't pen- like the I new... penetrate them real quick. And like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you know the type of people that are like, do you like country? And they're asking you if you like Toby Keith. And that's nah, it. I like rock. Yeah, I'm you know, a rock and like, roll artist. Yeah. Rock and roller through and through, brother. But I, you know, I, I kind of just say no because I don't want to get into the whole conversation. Like, yeah, I like the older outlaw country. And then I got into Sturgill Simpson and I found some Americana that I liked along the way, you know, like Jason Isbell and drive by truckers. And I don't want to have that whole conversation because it's not going to lead anywhere. And they're just going to be like, do you like red solo cup? <laughs> you know, like, so I get it. Ride a horse, save a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> when people say they don't like country, it's like they haven't her- or experienced this type of music at all. And they probably would latch onto it, especially people that are into indie music or folk music. Like you were saying. Yeah. Like this is very adjacent to that, and there's no reason that somebody living in America wouldn't latch on to Americana if they are into folk or even some kind of indie music, or uh, certain brands of emo music, like what do, whatever you want to categorize uh, Swiss Army Romance as. Mm-hmm. You know, an acoustic album, an acoustic emotional album. That's what these people are all doing. Yeah. Whether there's a full band or not, it's like it still has the same the same push behind it so i get where they're coming from that was one thing that i thought i knew which was like oh if i'm gonna which is why i would like go more towards the folk side of being like if i'm gonna listen to something with country it's just an acoustic guitar it's not a full band Mm -hmm. and i am so wrong on that yeah i fucking love a full band you forgot about the slide guitar didn't you oh yeah and the baritone you bet it's so nice when everything comes together yeah so, like, uh, just with this, and you have, as Devin mentioned, if somebody came up to me and is like, you know, like country music, I would say, yes, I do. But then you have, like, their their singles, like Red Solo Cup. Yeah. Like, if somebody presented Red Solo Cup to me and be like, do you like this versus, like, I don't know, a Harry Styles song, I'm going to go Harry Styles. So they're like, oh, obviously you don't like country then. Right. And yeah. I'm like, well, no, that's not. I don't like, like your country. That that That's right. that pop country. There, there There's a lot of pop country that I, I'm like, that's all right. <laughs> But there's a lot of country music that it's like actually they're great musicians, they're great storytellers, uh-huh. and they do a great job. I, I mean, think country country has I think cotton up to the idea of being like if you like country, you can get really in, you can be a hipster with country. Yeah, oh, you can. Hundred. I, I think that has cotton up to the genre. It's not just like white moms with blonde hair listening yeah. to the radio anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure, it's it's a subset of hipsters now. Yeah, like with the new like alt country. Alt country was a term in the '90s, and it's it was kind of referencing Americana in the right. late 2000s or like late early 2010s. Um, but 
it's kind of becoming a thing again. <clears throat> like people are evolving into that from their hipster scene, from that indie scene, I guess. Um, well, it's, it's incredibly frustrating on Spotify with playlists because yeah. when you look up alt country or Americana, yeah. it's alt country and Americana, but it also has some of this in there. Yes. But when you look up just country, it's missing a lot of this, and it's mostly just the mainstream stuff. Yes. So it's like this country. You have to look up roots music. Right. And it's goddamn. Yeah. But we, you get confused with roots because suddenly you got folk in there. Yep. So it's yeah. like I like it took me a while and it took me. This is why I said I got so deep into this because it took mm-hmm. me fucking forever to like be like, this is the country that I like. And there's a lot of artists that are associated with it. It's just just the fucking you get bogged down with either Americana, folky roots or like mainstream country. You know? Yeah. Which new Americana fucking sucks. Yeah. Don't like, like the it. new stuff that's come out in the last five years sucks. But the stuff from. 2002 to like 2015 is great mm-hmm. and those guys aren't around anymore if they are they've switched their styles yeah but also what i was going to say about pop country is i feel there is a slight shift coming in the sense or in the same sense of uh pop music a few years ago how like the miley cyrus has started making like meaningful music and billy eilish comes out and olivia rodrigo right like we have these actual talented musicians and songwriters coming out, and now we we have Chris Stapleton, who is, uh, I think he is extremely talented. Also comes from a real country band background in the Steel yeah. Drivers, but I think he is an incredible songwriter, and I see potential for that in the future, especially with his popularity. It's off the charts. Um, there's another guy, Morgan Wallen, that's writing oh, yeah. some interesting songs. Yeah. Not quite what I would listen to, right. but not quite what not what I wouldn't listen to, you know. So I think there is a shift that's happening away from the Toby Keys. I think the two thousands was a poison on music in general. Yeah. And we're kind of finding the anti venom for that right now. Yeah. I mean just the fact that like Orville Peck is as large as he is, I think says yeah. a lot about like the state of country music isn't the same anymore. And yeah. it took a while. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, they have to go through a rebranding, honestly. Yeah. Like, to get the younger crowd in, because the younger crowd is what makes things popular. Which they tried, they did that, like, five years ago. Like, I don't know if you remember, like, five to seven years ago, like, bro country was what they were doing. Yeah, that was the wrong rebranding. Exactly. for me. Yeah. You know, it was the right rebranding for people I don't like. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, Devin, talk to me about Gutted. This is... One of the most country songs I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, Melody was beautiful. Um, the Like, the playfulness between the instruments was perfect. Like, it was as near as... It was as close to a perfect country song as you can get. Mm-hmm. And not a tinge of Americana at all, mm-hmm. which I'm not used to. But I... I'm getting more into and i like i'm kind of coming from this uh, similar area as you when it comes to country where i gotta dip my toes in first before i go full in like this one uh brought me full in and i uh, yeah i love the song i love her voice like rj said lyrics are great um yeah everything about it was was great it uh it, I said it was like if the Dixie Chicks were good. <laughs> if they were just the chicks. The chicks, yeah. <laughs> Which, is that what they're going by now? Yeah. 
<laughs> I love it when like one of these canceling things happens, which is like it's fucking stupid in the first place. The Dixie Chicks, it's like whatever. Like, lady, this is your opportunity to change your name to something cool, and they're like, we're going to be the Chicks because, yeah, you know, we're changing our name to make you happy, but it's in protest of this thing we don't agree with. <laughs> Same thing with the Washington Redskins, which is now the Washington Football Team. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck, guys? Yeah, Think of a cool name. The Cleveland Indians are still out there. There's Lady A instead of Lady Antebellum. <sighs> cool. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I love Bella White. I think she's so talented. And uh, yeah, I just, I love her. I love that album a lot. All right, so moving yeah. on. So now we switch it up a little bit um, to The Devil by Amanda Ann Platt and the Honeycutters. Mm-hmm. Off of The Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. Uh, this is a 2022 album. This is the third track, five minutes and two seconds. Uh, the Honeycutters is a band based in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, they were founded in 2007 by Amanda Ann Platt and former guitarist Peter James, based around Platt's songwriting. Originally called The Bees Knees, uh, the band derived its current name from a tow truck company in Asheville. Uh, they released their first studio album, Irene, in 2009, followed by When Bitter Met Sweet in 2012. And in 2015, the Honeycutters signed with Organic Records and released their third full-length studio album, Me Oh My. Um, they've toured all over. Uh, yeah, I was very happy. I got to uh, Amanda Ann and the or Amanda Ann Platt and the Honeycutters um, from Molly Tuttle. Um, okay. Uh, because this is, I would say, the, uh, this band and when you listen to the album is like very, very. They're they're right on that edge of like understanding oh, yeah. Americana and country music. Mm-hmm. They're like they're playing. They're playing a game here that I love, yep. and I haven't really, other than Molly Tuttle and this, I haven't really heard a full band that's like this, like that's like these two artists that are doing this. Oh, I can't wait to tell you when you get to me. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> You're going to love it. Uh, so, RJ, talk to me when you got to this song, because this is a big change. Oh, it, it was it was a little change. Yeah. Um, a big change, as you Son said. of a bitch. Um, so so My just hearing this, line in the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had some I had some mixed feelings about this one. Oh, I bet you did. The devil's got you. So first time I heard it, and the first couple times I listened to it, this was my favorite song. Oh, and then I changed it, and I was like, oh, it's lacking something. Yeah, like um, I like her voice. I like just the doom doom doom, yeah. just like throughout the whole song. I like the lyrics. It's the lyrics are fun and quirky, and you know. Just, you know they're fun they're good lyrics but then i was like i think <laughs> i don't want to get too much into the future here but i would want like a more stripped down powerful of her voice to see if she could do it like another artist on here like a solo like acoustic set mm-hmm. and i was just like that's what i want from here but that's not what she's giving me so i'm just like ah and it leaves me this weird like i just want more and well, it's interesting that you say that because her voice is basically the non-expansive Brandy Carlisle to me. It is, Ooh. and I, I want I want something more. That's yeah. why I was just sitting there. You got, and I was like, you got uh. Carlisle though, if you need that. Oh yeah, but I, but with this one, I was just like, ah, it's lacking. But I was like, you know, it's a good song. It's a good yeah. song. It's a great song. I'll listen to it again. I'll listen to her album. I haven't yet, but I was like, I, I enjoyed it. But it's like you know, it wasn't there for me. It's yeah, I I totally understand what you're saying. I the the thing that got me into it was the storytelling. 
mm-hmm. was she just has a very, very good understanding of song arrangement and telling a story in that country sense, which, like, I love the hook. I love when you get to the the point of the story where she's like, no, I'm leaving you, and yeah. I'm hurting you on purpose because yep. you suck. Yep. <laughs> like, I, I literally just wrote the lyrics of just like you son of a bitch it's like you know I probably always love you and I was yeah. like I like those I, the lyrics were just good lyrics and yeah. I enjoyed those great storytelling Devon so what would you say if I said Rilo Kylie if Rilo Kylie wasn't indie yeah Th- I mean this is vocally what I wish Jenny Lewis would do and Jenny Lewis is now an Americana singer songwriter. I guess I her last album. She's doing I haven't the heard Margo, it yet. She's doing the Margot Price thing. Yeah, it's it's I not quite country enough. I don't need the psychedelic rock in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So this one, when it started off, uh, when it, after it played after the first song, it was my least favorite song. Mm-hmm. Um, going through the mix, and then I came back to it, and then I started listening to the albums, and I started liking it more and more. And started listening to the albums all the way through with the Bella White one first, and then got to this one. First song on this album, uh, her voice reminds me of Sarah Bareilles, mm-hmm. and her her melody reminds me of Sarah Bareilles. The Brandy Carlisle thing is spot on. Yeah, the way that she structures a ton of the songs reminds me of Riley O'Kiley's uh, more adventurous album, mm-hmm. and even like the stops and starts in this song. It reminds me of something in Rilo Kiley, like yeah. a, a Roots version of Rilo Kiley. And I listened to this full album multiple times, and it is now one of my favorite albums of all time. Hell it yeah. It is so fucking good. It's solid. Yeah. And I would say, I'll say I love this song now. Mm-hmm. I At first, coming after the first song. Yeah, it's different. It's Yeah, yeah. it's different, which, which is fine. Um, but... This is, it might be the worst song on the album. Yeah, that's true. That album is so fucking good. <laughs> like the, what is it, Desert Nights? Uh, I got it. No. Desert Flowers, Open Up Your Door, Rabbit. Oh, open Up Your Door is such a good song. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, that it's might be such my a favorite song on there. good album. Yeah. Front to back. And I haven't listened to their other albums yet. I don't know if I want to. I don't want to keep listening to this one. I don't think you one. should. Like, I don't think I should. Yeah, I think that they're hitting something yeah. that's like incredibly hard to do, which is like, I would call them a country band, yep. but they're doing a little, they just have a little that little sprinkle of Americana. It's just enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is weird because Americana is supposed to be like taking away, or, you know, like pulling in something else from another area while still retaining some country aspects. Mm-hmm. but. Yeah, it, whatever they're doing is working, and I love, I love this album so much. Hell yeah, and I love this song. All right, let's get to her. All right, we're here, RJ. Rock hard. <laughs> All right, so third song on here is "Mend" by Miss Morgan Wade off of her album "Reckless" from 2021. This is the fifth track on there, four minutes and 53 seconds. Uh, she's an American country music singer, active since 2018. Uh, she has released one album on 30 Tigers, uh, which is this album. Uh, Morgan Wade is a native of Floyd, Virginia. Uh, she began writing songs as a freshman in college in 2018. She recruited musicians through Craigslist to record her first album, Puppets With My Heart, uh, which was credited to the Step Brothers. Uh, Wade told Rolling Stone Country that she was inspired to do this after breaking up with her boyfriend. 
Uh, Wade later said that the stress of touring and recording with the Step Brothers led her to her developing an alcohol addiction, which, listening to her, we are very familiar with. It. Very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> that that boyfriend feels fucking stupid. <laughs> Uh, this, this this album sold uh, 3,000 copies in its first week. Uh, Reckless charted at number 14 on the Billboard Top Heat Seeker charts. Uh, Way told publication that the album was inspired by her struggles with her mental health, past relationships, and sobriety. Uh, Wilder Days was released on to radio in 2021 as the album's first single. Uh, Billy Dukes of Taste of Country described Wade's vocal presence on the song as a hardened Sheryl Crow. And called the song Complex with Chords and Melancholy Shuffle that shouts heartbreak even if her story is at worst hesitant and thoughtful. Um, I was uh, so happy when I stumbled into her. Because she's she's the last person on this mix for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I can't remember. There's another artist. She's a younger artist. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. But that's how I got to Morgan. Um, okay. Because when you look at like her stuff, and you look at this other younger artist, um, they they don't have a ton of Spotify plays. Uh, they're not necessarily associated with a lot of bigger names or anything like that. Um, and uh, yeah, she this she was one of the last artists that I found, and I was so happy when I found her because I was like, this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. I, I was like, I spent so much time trying to make this playlist. And, like, trying to find this last little bit to add to it to make it, like, full of, like, this, like, this, like, uh, different styles of country music singing. And when I found her, I was so goddamn happy. Because, like, you find her and you're like, oh, she's fantastic. She sounds great. You believe every word that she's saying. And then, like. And you heard her album first, I, right? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Oh. I was like, you hear her album first. And then when I heard those one step or whatever live ones from her. Oh, I was just like, yeah. what the fuck did they do to this album? <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was so irritated. Cause I was like, this is oh. what your voice is capable of. Yeah. You could do this much more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, lo and behold today, or uh, maybe I think on the 12th, maybe so a couple of days ago, uh, she comes out with this, uh, acoustic. Yes. Uh, today. Yeah. Acoustic songs oh. of, of, uh, of songs that she has already done versions of it. And it is just like, goddamn! I know that he says Cheryl Crow in there, but she God. is doing a Stevie Nicks in the best possible way, which is like, it's not Stevie Nicks. It's just like with Miley. Like Miley, she's yeah. not doing Stevie Nicks, but there's things that she's doing which is clearly influenced by Stevie Nicks. And I yep. love Stevie Nicks. And listening to her voice live with an acoustic guitar is fucking magical. But it, it like... I just love everything about her. I think she's fucking fantastic. Yep. Um, to RJ, I, I know I know we were setting her up a lot for you yep. uh, into this mix. So when you got to this song, talk to me about it. I think the first time I heard this, I was like, oh, I love this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I literally, because I think we played last time the acoustic one. Yeah, the night. I played it for you a while ago. Yeah, I was like, I've heard that. And I went there and just listened to her, uh, like the live Spotify or whatever. It's on Spotify. Yeah. And I was just like, literally, I went through this and I was like, okay, this artist, great song, great, phenomenal song. Then I heard like the live ones and exactly what you guys said. I was like, I want her to, I want her to be like, yo, you in the audience right there, you're going to feel what I'm saying. And I'm like, I do feel you. And I I just, you know, and when you listen to the album, 
it's literally like, ah, oh, stop that. Stop that. I want I want to hear the pain mm-hmm. in your voice. I want to hear you like, you know, where you're almost breaking. Yeah. And I want to hear that. Like I love that emotion. And versus, you know, they just kind of tweak everything and like, you know, you know. Well, it's her it's her first album. So I'm sure she was wanting to make sure it was like radio friendly. Polished. You know? yeah. Of course Polished. they just want, they want I want it to sound good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I get that. But nonetheless, it's a great album. Yeah. yeah. Um and then I, I have not listened to the acoustic one yet. The she does have some Christmas songs, Devin. Oh yeah, yeah. Just in case I expect it to happen, and that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, she has two Christmas songs. I will that not I found. be partaking. Uh, they're okay. Uh, these ones are better. <laughs> um, yeah. But this song was great. It was fantastic. I love the little raspiness of her voice. I love just everything about it. This was a great song. Um, and definitely, I'm looking forward to see what she does more. Yeah, and I hope she stays country. I don't yeah. need her to like yep. try to do different things or go indie or do mm-hmm. anything else. Like, just fucking stay country, please. Yes, Devin. I love her. <laughs> That's it. I call dibs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, this album was one of my favorite albums of last year. Mm-hmm. Whenever I found it, whenever it came out, I was introduced to her through YouTube from a suggested video. And it was the live one of The Night or Left Behind. Um, and I was just, same thing that you said when you found her. I was, like, blown away. I was like, oh, this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. This is what I want Miley Cyrus to do. Yeah, because like, even that country album that she made isn't this. Yeah. You know, like, she still does her fucking pop shit. And I'm just like, yes. stop it. Yes. Like, it's everything I wanted Miley Cyrus to be. I still love Miley, but... She is doing something very special, and she's she's not just country, but she can change country. Mm, yeah. You know, like, she it reminds me of uh, the fucking Star is Born, like Lady Gaga's role in that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she can do something with that and become something, and she has a legitimate background to be able to write songs of the content that she writes, you know, like... And you could tell the way that she writes the shit, too. You know, like, the lyrics for the night. Like, that's not just made-up shit. Yeah. Like, the shit she lived through, especially when you see her sing it, and, you know, she basically goes catatonic, and it's like, fuck this, like, this yeah. whole story. But it's, uh, I don't know, it's such a good album. Like, I mean, Wilder Days is, like, the fun, playful song on it, and still, like, just gritty, you know, for a, a playful, Dude. like, pop song. I thought that song was good. And then hearing the acoustic version of it, it <sighs> might be my favorite song from her. It's so good. Because I just, I get it more. Like, that I'm just first like, oh, song. I understand it more now. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Crossing State Lines. So good. So fucking good. So I'm hoping that that's going to be, like, uh, a segue into something more country. Uh, she's touring with like she toured with Chris Stapleton and touring with Luke Combs, and that could be good or bad. But like I feel like she has the potential to change the country scene. Like she yeah. could be the catalyst for change in country, or she could latch on to what those guys are already doing and just go along with that. And I really hope she doesn't, but uh, I won't falter if she does. You yeah. know. Uh, yeah, I love this album. Love the song. This is one of the 
good songs on the album. Like one yeah. of the best songs. Oh yeah. Um, the night is one of my favorite songs, and left behind is or left me behind is one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Like the acoustic ones are great. The recorded ones are great. I agree with the production value of this. Like it throws me off knowing that she's capable of all that other shit. Yeah. Kind of pisses me off, but uh, they're still great songs. So like that just shows how talented she is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then moving on here, we got uh, Kiss My Boots by Miss Charlie Marie off of Ramble On. This album came out in 2021. This is the last song on the album. It's track number 12, three minutes and 34 seconds. Uh, Charlie Marie makes classic country music for the modern world. It's a sound that bridges the gap between Nashville and her native Rhode Island, a blend of old-school traditions and fresh perspectives fused together by a trailblazer who's been writing songs since her teenage years. Uh, she was raised in Providence. Uh, she fell in love with country music at 10 years old after a music teacher compared her voice to the timeless croon of Miss Patsy Cline. Um, and then by 16, she was fronting her own country band, playing songs like Crazy and uh, You Ain't Woman Enough to Take My Man at fairs and festivals. Uh, Ramble On is Charlie Marie's full-length debut. Shines a neon light on her updated brand of classic country. It's an album filled with everything that first endeared her uh, to the genre itself, from honky-tonk piano to twangy telecaster guitar to rich storytelling, swooning pedal steel, and nuanced nods to her heroes. Recorded in Nashville with an all-star band whose members have performed with Margot Price, Emmy Lou Harris, Rodney Crowell, and... Um, yeah, so she says in here, I wanted the record to sound like if Patsy Cline and Dwight Yoakam had a child, she explains. It doesn't just symbolize everything I'm working towards. It symbolizes where I come from, too. Um, I fucking, as soon as I heard her voice, I was so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, just the fact that, like, someone is doing this in 2022, 2021, when this album came out, like, having that style of voice with a clear country music background. Uh, I love the the term honky-tonk associated with her because a lot of her music, I would say, sounds like it belongs there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so happy the first time I heard her sing, essentially, because she's able to hold a note in an awkward position in her voice that is can teeter, that can become silly. Yeah. Very easily if she doesn't hold it properly. And she yeah. she has really, really good control to be able to, like, use that style of voice that, like, Patsy Cline has and a lot of older country singers have. Um, but, yeah, I, I love it. I love this album a lot. Um, I think she's great. Um, so, RJ, uh, so you, you're coming down from the mend. Talk to me about Charlie Marie here. Um, so this one kind of made me upset. Um, just because you had such the high horse of the last song, yeah. And you get in here, and I'm like, oh, you slowed down a lot. I was, and I was kind of just like, okay, we'll see where so this goes. And it, you know, you said Patsy Cline, and I was like, I see that. It's just the, the her, that style, but that's the style that I never got into. Hmm. And I was just like, I don't know. Like I try. I, I mean, I listen to this mix as a whole, every single song. Don't hate the song. Yeah, it's a fine song. Uh, I don't know if I want to go into more into the album mm-hmm. like this because I was like, I think I'd just be kind of like, eh, okay, it's fine. Um, but I, I I just didn't latch on. Um, it it her her voice. I do like her voice. 
you know, what you kind of said where she would kind of hold that note. It it was very, it was good, but it was just like, it didn't grab me to make me want to be like, I want to listen to more of this style. Yeah, it's it's really complicated what she's doing because it's like kiss my boots goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Like she sounds like a she Ooh. yeah she <laughs> could be a fucking Dracula at yeah. any moment in the song. Yeah. But she she holds it in just a way yeah. that's like I love it so much. But yeah. kiss my boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely. Yeah, I I I got the same vibe from this. Uh, like an early seventies feel. Um, I was surprised that people were still making this music, and I was happy that they were because it, it, there's something different about it. Also, like there's something updated. It's not just a direct ripoff. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of like retro vibes stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like retro feel stuff, and some of it pisses me off when it's just completely derivative of whatever era that was. Yeah, and they're not doing anything unique with it. Um. Like, even if somebody makes an attempt, like, there's a band called Guantanamo Baywatch that does, like, surf rock type shit, and mm. it's super hipster, but I appreciate that they're making an attempt to, like, do something cool with it. Yeah. Um, hers, she, she's making it her own, so I I appreciate that. It Like RJ said, it wasn't my style of country to begin with, but I think it might be a style for me to look into now, because I really like this song. Yeah. Um, I love the slide guitar in it too. Like mm-hmm. the slide guitar was nice. Love slide guitar. Any song with slide guitar, <laughs> y- you can get it. Come get this pussy. Go get this pussy. Yeah. yeah, loved it. Um, all right, so rounding this off here, we've got "By Your Side" by Miss Jemmy O'Wyatt. Um, off of her 2020 album, Neon Cross. This is the fifth track on there, five minutes and eight seconds. Uh, Jamie White is an American country music singer, songwriter, and guitarist who has released two albums and multiple singles. Uh, she is active in the Americana and outlaw country genres and has recorded with artists and producers including Shooter Jennings, Sam Morrow, Sam Outlaw, and more. This album was produced by Shooter Jennings. Oh, I want to change my last name to Outlaw. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking sick. Uh, Wyatt grew up in Tacoma, Washington, where she was raised by musician parents that exposed her to music of Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, Hank Williams, The Pretenders, and many popular country artists of the 1990s. At the age of 17, after moving from rural island of Washington State to Los Angeles and securing her first record deal with Lakeshore Records, her songs were licensed for a handful of on-screen appearances and soundtracks. The song Light Switch, which was featured on the soundtrack for the movie that I love, Wicker Park, alongside oh. artists including the Postal Service, Death Cab, blah, blah, blah. Wasn't that a bad movie? Uh, like, um, wasn't it supposed to be one of Nick Cage's bad movies? Oh, that's The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong movie. <laughs> Wicker Park has Josh Hartnett in it. Rose, Ooh, okay. Rose, Rose I'm listening. Yeah. Uh, Wyatt recently relocated to Nashville. She signed with New West Records. Uh, Wyatt's new album, Neon Cross, was released in May of 2020. Um, yeah. So I fucking... So I got to her... She might have been one of the first... Not the first. The first artist that I started listening to that's, like, in this country style, I guess, um, is not on this mix. She was one of the first ones that I stumbled into. 
Uh, I thought that she had an interesting look. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Let me let me dive into her. Uh, and I just love her voice a ton. Uh, again, with every one of these artists uh, on here, I wanted them to have a distinct stylistic voice in country music. And she brings in a style of country music that I, again, would have said, fuck you, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like this kind of like bluesy... Uh, they call they they were referred to it a lot with a uh, fuck what's his name Delta Blues. Um, God, what's that guitar player? I can't remember the uh, guitar player's name. Muddy Waters? No, no. Uh, he's a white dude's a country guitar player. Steve Ray Vaughan? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Steve Ray Vaughan would be like associated with like Delta Blues or uh, yeah. with that style, uh, which a lot of it comes from Texas. Um. But um, so like this like blues a little it's, it's not like I, I can't tell like it's it's definitely not jazz that's in there but it's kind of slowed down a little bit and it, mm-hmm. it's still country but it has a couple of elements in there that like that like don't make it full on pop country uh, and so like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have liked this her style of country at all especially and yeah. until watching like. Uh, like watching the country documentary and like understanding the history of country music and how much it's infused with blues and jazz and like listening to her listening to this album. I love her voice so much. Um, But RJ talk to me about once you got here. So we finally made it to the end. Mm -hmm. And I think in general, uh, I like her voice. And I think it's it just, I, I put in my notes, um, I think something bluesy, something soulful in the style that she was doing. And I absolutely loved it. I just love the, the way that she incorporated that into it. And it, like, if you look at it, it's it's very simple of what she did. Just like the little, like little riffs, not, not much of a riff, just kind of like the melody of it. But I felt it, and I enjoyed it, and uh, especially as like a last track too. And I was just like, you know, I think this brings it all together. Just being Mike brought us like a whole bunch of different styles, and I was like, I, I like this one a lot for what it for what it was. Um, well, it's weird because like infusing that, you know, the the little riff that's in there where it just stops and it's like, yeah, yeah the, that one. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Like to me, that sounds like a Pixies thing. Like yeah. that doesn't belong in this to me. It sounds off, but I was like, you know, I I like it as a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I that's what like caught me to her to being like she's she's doing things different. Yeah, don't know what it is, but I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I did not give her like because I liked it, but I was like, I I I was I think I was focused on other artists. Yeah. But I was like, I I still that's one of them that I do want to look into more. Yeah, I didn't get to the last two albums mm-hmm. like as a whole. Devil. Yeah, I love this song. Yeah. It's great. Um, I don't know what style of country this is, but I want to call it neon country. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about it that's like you would see it in like a 90s movie uh, that takes place in the south of a country band playing on stage. It's it's Twin twin Peaks-ish. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Especially you know, when you're ketamine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's something uh like very nostalgic about it but about i don't know it's not um it's its own thing also like mm-hmm. there's a category of country that people are redoing and they're bringing back like the 90s 
but not like the '90s popular stuff. They're bringing back the '90s underground of country, and it, I feel like this falls under that category. I, I really like it. I loved her voice, mm-hmm. and uh, I was honestly surprised that I liked it. Yeah, there's there's like something sultry about it. Yeah, that like again, what like you're saying, surprised that I liked it. It's like I would not, no way. Yeah, <laughs> two years. Is ago. this one a waltz? I can't remember. Is it like three, four? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. So how? Where does this song fall on the album? Is it the? This is the last fifth song. One? Fifth song. <laughs> I think there's like there's over ten tracks on it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm curious what the rest of the album sounds like now. I do want to look into her more. But, yeah, uh, I love this song. She has a song, Livin', that's really good on the album, too. It's it's a, it, Her and uh, Charlie Marie, they're very similar in the sense that, like, it belongs mm-hmm. in Honky Tonk. It belongs in country clubs. Yeah. Their style of music. Yeah, like, I would go line dancing if it, if it was music like this. Hell yeah. But it's not. Brother, I'm so excited. I'm going to be a Texan here pretty soon. <laughs> I'm going to go live line dancing I'm with gonna live go to Austin. <laughs> oh. I'm going to hopefully see Miss Suzanne Santo eventually. Because, oh. again, she's not cunt- She's not this country. Nope. No. I, I, I enjoy a lot of her songs. I don't love a lot of her songs, but, I, but there are songs that I love. Like, she has a single yeah. called Mama that's, like, just a single that she put out that's fucking fantastic. Uh, she she has several songs like the whiskey and rye song like th- she has several songs that are fucking great, but she doesn't go country. Yeah, I just want to be like Suzanne, go, go country, <laughs> do it, go full go full country. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So th- that that's that's the mix. Uh, yeah. I've I fucking I love this mix. I love the style. Um, I found lots of other different styles of country while I was diving into it. There's a girl, um, uh, I was going to see if Devin's heard of her. Um, her name is Holly McVie. No. Uh, she's again, it's like when you dive into these or yeah, McVie, when you dive into these country, it's like, it's, it, it takes a lot of digging because yeah. suddenly you could be like into a country artist. That's like too pop. Or suddenly you're into a country artist that's like starting to like branch out and develop other styles of music into her country music. Yeah. And then sometimes it's like completely slowed down. And like her, um, she's got, uh, uh, I think it's a little lonely hard. Is this McVie? Yeah. Okay. I like those operatic vocals. It's country, yeah. but it also has like a weird, like, like kind of that, like David Lynch in country. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a gypsy vibe to it, yeah. kind yeah. of. Yeah, like I think the, it's, it's like legato, like drawn out. Mm, yeah, and, and the like whole country's like, like dun, 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 dun. but she's drawing it out like Chelsea Wolfe, like goth music. Mm, yeah, yeah, like goth it. music is a good way for it. Yeah, uh, I think I think the first artist that I dived into was uh, Brendan Lee or Lay. Have you heard of her? 
I think so. Recently, though, like yeah. this past week. Yeah, she 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 plays with a band called Asleep at the Wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if RJ, if you're throwing off, I didn't put. I wanted to put her on it, but I knew her voice would throw you off. Like, listen to this, RJ. Yeah, just the style of music, too. Oh, yeah. Wait for it, RJ. It's coming for you now. Yeah, I don't know if I like that on the mix. Maybe another mix. Very distinct country voice. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'm curious. Did you hear uh, Leah Blevins? Oh, brother. You mean Miss Dolly? Miss okay. Little, Little Dolly? That's, I'm curious how RJ feels about this. Miss Little Dolly? Yeah, she's good. Very unique voice. Listen to this voice. I'm going to play you just a little snippet. Go to Sousa of country. Who is that? Who is that? I'm a country boy. I want to be a country boy. (laughs) We'll get out of this big city and move to country. We'll be a country boy. It's off a brand new album, Devin. Who is it? Don't make fun of her name, okay? Is it Penis McDickhands? Well, (laughs) her name is Caitlin Butts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't hear her new one, though. Yeah, she, she her last oh. album was in 2015. This just came out, I think, whatever today, or no, oh. today, uh, last month. Okay, yeah, I think Fuck. last month. She's fucking her. I I tried listening to her other album before this came out. Yeah, and I was like, ah, that's fine. That's and I like skipped. That's over the it. diner one, right? Uh, it's got like a, a neon p- picture of a diner. That's her new album. That is a new one. Yeah, her old oh. one has like a weird like devil or something that's on there. Oh, devil. Yeah. Oh, no, this album came out in April. Okay. Yeah. I have that one in my two. Oh, what else can she do? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I have that in my to listen to list. She's so goddamn good. There's a uh, RJ. If you're into more of this, uh, which I was uh, gonna name this play this this mix this. There's a the only the the good one that I found on Spotify for a playlist is called Indigo. Yep, and that's the only one that's like I don't know what that term means. Indigo. I know yep. what a Wendigo is. I don't know what an Indigo is. What's a Wendigo? Uh, that's like a Native American um, folklore. It's 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 so like it, a monster. Yeah, it's like their Sasquatch type. Oh, yeah, Windigo. It's big up in Canada too. Okay. Um, but yeah, that Indigo playlist is like there's a lot of great artists that are on there. Helped me a lot. Try to whittle down like exact. Once I found that, I was like, oh okay. Um, yep. Yeah, but Caitlin Butts, she's fucking. She's so goddamn good. Her voice is like, she she's able to do that like pop. Uh, centered voice that has like full range in a country way that's like so goddamn good. Can I play a song of a dude band? Gotta be careful with dudes with me, brother. I do. And gotta be careful. I, I like this song, <laughs> but I don't know why I like this song. I don't All like right? the peepees. I know. There's a lot of peepee in this one. All right. Give it a chance. I'm listening. Don't be too low in your voice here, brother. Oh, no. Okay. Don't you worry. These sleeping pills ain't working for me. I'm wide awake talking to these naked walls. Wait for the, wait for the chorus. to say I get my mind goes out the gutter, the past and present run together, kind of like the used to. I can't believe that you're not alone, happy as hell, ain't done, moved on. There's a banker down in Austin, I thought you always hitting it there. Or I'd be a little more rest your phone, just don't make me. Interesting song. Uh, it's very poppy. Yeah, it just, it, he just did a 90s thing in there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it gets on, like, and then he brings it up, like, a notch in the chorus for the next one. Mm. And it's, I don't know why I like it. Mm. I, like the, it. I like the production on it. I, his voice yeah. isn't distinct enough for me to be like, uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. The only it's, other guy that I found, which was from that, uh, that new Zach Bryan EP is that Charles Wesley Good- Godwin. Oh yeah, he's the. I listened to his album. And I was like, okay, I, I can get into this guy. I like. Yeah. It. I like his voice. It's different enough for me to pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So how to do five four three for Devin? What's it gonna be, my, my brother? All right. Well. Um. Favorite song. Three hard to choose. Ooh. I don't Ooh, have a least okay. favorite. Hell yeah, that's favorite what I'm artist too. Favorite artist too. Yeah, your favorite artist is. Oh yeah, that's right. You're yep. really into her now. That's so yep. exciting. Yep. So excited about that. 
I I mean, dibs on Morgan Wade still, <laughs> but two is my favorite. Nice. Uh, and RJ, I guess three, two, three for you. So I still haven't decided. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I loved three. Uh, so I'm going to say that's the artist I want to look into. Uh, but I also kind of liked one a lot. Mm. I was like, ah, I'm kind of back and forth where I love the first song, but I was like, I also love the third song. So I was like, I don't know. I could give Mike his, you know, double threes, (laughs) (laughs) which I wouldn't be mad about. But so, I I mean, I could just do that. I'll give you a three. And then I'm going to say my least favorite one is number two. So three, two, three or, or one, two, three. Nice. I mean, it's three, two, three. (laughs) You know, what is in your heart. All right, RJ, give me your dumbass number system here. Right, yep. So it uh, should be pretty right. easy for a score. Yeah. <laughs> so I took all the numbers and I like divided it by seven because there's seven <laughs> emotions that you can okay. feel. Yep. All right. Horny, right. right. Hungry. <laughs> horny, hungry, horny, hungry, horny, the sleepy, seven tired. Yeah. yeah. Poopy. Yeah, poopy's in there too. Uh I think this is a great mix. Like I said, I've listened to this over and over again. Um, I would have taken out some songs. I wanted. I want to know what else you could have thrown in there because I know you're going to do this mix again. Ooh, brother, you don't even know. And I want to take out those songs that I like and put it in here. <laughs> and I'd probably be like, wow, that's an easy five. Mm-hmm. Um, I want that. But there's some songs I was like, I could have done without that one and that one. Um, you know, So I gave you a 4.5. Okay. It was a great mix. I listened to this over and over again. You enjoyed a hip hop mixes more than this mix. Mm. Two of my other hip hop mixes are scored higher than this mix. RJ, how dare you? I don't believe that. How? I think his scoring system's off. I do. I agree. Yeah. I. I I need to. You listen to this mix so many times. You fucking love this mix, RJ. Yeah. You are. Well, dude, you got to realize that you just push play and then you kind of listen to it over and That's over again. That's not because I just works. have the five songs. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on repeat album, so it does play a lot. Sometimes I zone out. Double. I'm gonna say uh, five out of five. <laughs> it's a fucking great mix, RJ. It's great. It's, it's great. A, it, like I don't. It's a great mix. I can't it, tell it, you. Why it's a great mix, exactly. <laughs> it hit all my marks of like artists that I haven't heard of before. Yeah. Uh that I ended up loving. Found an album, at least one, that is one of my favorite albums of all time, and then had a song from an artist that I love on there. You know, it, it just did everything for me. It's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. This this is one of, if not the best mix I've made. And it's for reasons I don't know. I can listen to this all day, every day, this mix, and I have. I yeah. work out to it. I start my workout yeah. every day to this mix. Yeah. And there's no reason why I should be working out to country music, but I no. do it every day now. <laughs> you start work, you're kind of lifting in boots. Yeah. <laughs> your short shorts and cowboy boots. It's better for my heels. Ooh, just wait till I'm a Texan or Oh, boy. I'm going to be a Texan oh, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stepping in them cow pies. Um, all right, Devon. Uh, do you got, we got more country music, hopefully? We, uh, we got some more. Good. Um, so it's going to be slightly different, but okay. not really at the same time uh, to ease you into it. But it's called... Oh, let me get ready to send it before I <laughs> announce it. Um, it's called 
Now, that's what I call Americana, Volume 1. <laughs> okay, I like it. <laughs> so, uh, did anything from my mix help change and form your mix? It, what it made me do was look into more modern... Uh, so, two of them were artists that I am familiar with and love. And originally... Because I'd made this a while ago, I had like five artists, Americana artists, just pure Americana that I love, that will still show up on other mixes. Uh, but your mix helped me to look into other things, and I'm hoping that you haven't heard of these. I've got three of these in the mix, brother. Okay, I'm guessing the one. Last, the last two are the ones that I don't have. Last two, the perfect. Last two. Those are two of my faves. Why not put one of her new songs on here, brother? Uh, Sierra? Yeah. That is the new one. That's from the new album? That's a new single. Oh, yeah. I said one of, one, one of the new songs from the... She got the Whispering Waltz song on there. She got the West oh. Virginia Waltz. I fell in love oh, with her because I love a waltz, brother. You oh. know this. I mean, but have you heard this song? Oh, brother, I've heard it all. It's a great <laughs> one. This one just came out. Oh, that's January. Yeah, brother. I said yeah. last week, you asked me about her, and I said, the mama song? Do I have a mix of just country mama songs? <laughs> <laughs> just country mamas? I sure do, RJ. I got a mix just here of country mamas. <laughs> so this single came out after her album. Mm-hmm. So, okay, latest release. Yeah, that's another uh, single. So all these singles started coming out after her album. So this is one of the newer things from her. Right. But I've listened to that album so much. Yeah, brother. RJ, and, you got to rock whew. around the crock. And I figured uh, that song, I think that's going to bring RJ in. Is it about Crocs? It's about Crocs. I'm going to get some gibbets for your Crocs after this one. Ooh. You're going to get some cowboy Crocs. You know what's going to bring RJ in? And mm. I, I've thought about making the mix because he is everywhere. Mm. RJ, have you heard of Mr. Billy Strings? Oh. I don't think so. <laughs> he has. He just doesn't know. You know, you know uh, Billy String. He, he does, doesn't know. Okay, you but, know that silly Billy String. But see, you and I find music in different ways. Did you see the video for Dustin a Baggie live? One of the first videos ever recorded of him before he even had any recorded music. Oh, no, brother. I haven't seen that. I just I, I you saw should. him perform with Post Malone. Did you see that? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wild. It's wild how far his career has come. Because, yeah, look up that. I'll send you the video of him playing Dust in a Baggie. Blew me away. And I was instantly on board. And now he's getting into like psychedelic country a little bit. He's everywhere. Still staying with his roots. Oh, yeah. He's truly the John Mayer of bluegrass. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He's great, aren't you? Mr. Strange. He sounds good the way you're describing him. Apparently, I've heard him. He can fucking play that banjo, boy. Ooh, I like a good banjo. Oh, yeah. You yeah, can. He, he can play a guitar. I like a good guitar. I'm sure guitar. he can play other things. I just don't know. Skin flute. <laughs> <laughs> the pop organ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here, I'll play a little bit of this of this live one. <laughs> Goddamn fucking ads. <laughs> I hate this. You should just... Played the Sierra Farrell song. No, I don't want to ruin for RJ. I'm going to play Billy Strings. 
This is why you don't play songs from YouTube videos. No, no. It's okay. (laughs) He's a professional. One man. Is your head bobbing? Oh, it is. It oh, is, is your knee coming up? Oh, this guy. Is it bouncing? I've seen this video. You ready to get the clap in, brother? <laughs> I'm doing that with my legs right now. My ass cheeks are slapping. <laughs> my no, I've seen this video. Do you, do you guys remember? There's one quick scene of when uh, uh, Dr. Kelso is doing a little jig with his yes and zach braff is playing the banjo and he's just like nodding his head to the side that's all anytime i hear this style of bluegrass i'm just like nodding my head bounce my knee making a dumb face Mm -hmm. clap my hands oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh baby RJ, you got to clap them cheeks to some bluegrass now. Mm-hmm. Start twerking to that bluegrass. <laughs> mm, oh, uh, you ain't twerking, you ain't doing it right. Twerking to some old crow medicine show. <laughs> That's me. Clap them cheeks. <laughs> Grand old asshole. <laughs> um, all right, RJ. We're going to move on to more country music. I'm excited. I don't know what you're going to do, RJ, but I don't fucking care because there's going to be more country I fucking care. That. It's all fucking country now. <laughs> you throwing your hip-hop rap Drake bullshit. I don't give a fuck. Your no, pop, that's your city shit. We're no five-song mixtape. We're five-song country. Uh, I'll listen to country. it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear your pipty-pop punk music. Yeah. I don't want to hear no little Nas X. Yeah. Man, that ain't country. Ooh, you know who came out with the new album that I listened to this morning that made me very happy? Mm. Mr. Rod Wave. Oh, interesting. He got that new album, brother. Okay. Check it's that a, out. It's a it's an album, so you gotta listen to it like that. Oh, okay. Um I, I forgot to ask you, did you listen to Pusha T's new album? Uh I tried. You do you didn't like it? I just well, I'm I'm just not in the mood. There's two know? versions. I have a hard time when I'm uh jump. Jumped mm. in the molasses out of my mouth. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> it runs at a different speed. Yeah, it's yeah. hard for me to jump back and forth mm-hmm. from the country western definitely. to the rap music. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> I understand. But I will say it is a great hip-hop album that I was surprised I liked yeah, the I Pusha T album. Yeah, I would never be like, yeah. Devin suggested a Pusha T album. Yeah. <laughs> I, they, he came out with two versions. One is the normal album, which is you know all shuffled around, and the other one is split up between Pharrell and Kanye, who made the beats for the album. Oh, awesome! So first half is Pharrell, I think. Second half is Kanye, or maybe it's like one for one, but it's fucking great. Nice. It's such a good album. Ooh, yeah. All right, RJ. Well, I'm excited for you to hear Sierra and, uh, well, I, I just know the first three on Devin's mix. So. Oh, Mike, I'm excited for you to hear five. Well, four and five, actually. Nice. Oh, yes. I'm excited. I'm just, we're just country boys, RJ. Oh, just, yeah. yeah. I fixed up my truck this weekend. I got it running again. Oh, the Dodge? The Dodge. It's bumbling down the road now. <laughs> it's rambling. Get me a Dodge. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's from that X-Men video. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Anytime I see a Dodge, I just hear, "Get me a Dodge, get me a Dodge, <laughs> Charles." 
Um, all right, so we're leaving. You can find this podcast wherever you get podcasts. Uh, if you want to listen to some sweet, sweet country music, just search Five Song Mixtape, all one word, in Spotify. And uh, off to some Americana. Tune in next week to find out if RJ gets raped.